Hello and welcome to ASMR with Kim and Alyssa. Alyssa. Wait, I heard Dobby hiss for the first time <gasps> yesterday. You want to know what it sounded like? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Have you ever seen that meme that goes like this? <laughs> no. Now people like said that it's like a cat and it's doing this. And welcome to the Anti-Drug Social Club podcast. My name is Kim Sacconi, and today we are joined with Alyssa Regan again. Hello. Hello. We are sorry for the delay on this episode. We did run into a lot of technical difficulties. I had a laptop from 2015 that I tried to update with the new software. I updated unsafe software. That was the new software. So... Um, I had to reboot it and then I couldn't get garage bands because I can't get the new software. So we have a new laptop <laughs> and it's going to run smooth. We will be joined here with someone talking about different topics um, from mental health, substance use disorder, um, everyday person's empowerment and some tricky topics as well. I do want to state that the opinions of people that I do have on this podcast do not directly correlate the views of this podcast um so it's really to be open-minded to allow everybody their opportunity to speak their experience their opinion um and really it's not in my place to have judgment on anyone's uh views or anything um but i do want to put that out there a little psa so Alyssa and i have been setting up crazy for paint them all purple um that's gonna be coming up this saturday it's a big resource fair and it's been crazy. We've been tying a lot of bows mm-hmm. and uh, ribbons and perfectly uh, fanning. Oh, yeah. All drapage. of the gossamer, the draping, all of that stuff. Yeah. Great fun things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been really busy with the Paint Them All. Uh, we also had our Women's Empowerment Tea Party yes, a couple did. weeks ago. We're getting into our event mode now because we're moving into spring and we're gearing up for rock the farm which Mm. we know is going to be a lot of hours so that includes all of those outreaches that you're you know setting up Mm -hmm. and uh in between we have like the camping trip and all that all that stuff that we have to wrap our heads around um so yeah we're moving into busy season busy busy season and um it's crazy too um oh my god what was i just gonna say forget it i'll come back to me we're busy. oh we're, it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be our first year actually at asbury pride uh this year and where you have an outreach table and i'm so pumped i'm gonna get so glammed up for this event <laughs> i'm like debating if i want to go like full like drag makeup and like live my best life that'd be cool like huge just like maybe oh yeah like, you could dress up as an elephant that would actually be great Oh my god, like a drag (laughs) elephant. That'd be so glamorous. (laughs) So yeah, we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. And um, you know, it's been a year of change for Mm -hmm. sure on our end. There's been a lot of things that have been going on. But I think that everything's going to lead us on like the positive path towards um, good change. Um, So we're really excited about all the new stuff, all the new people we've uh, encountered over Mm -hmm. the past couple months. and we're blessed that you guys are with us listening today. Um, so it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. 
which is um, really important. And that's really why we do paint them all purple. Um, it's for people to have the opportunity in the community to get resources. And the statistics are crazy right now. Um, I know that the CDC initially are, had a, reported earlier this year that like teen girls are in crisis mm -hmm. um, and that a lot more of them are having more than just suicidal ideations, but like full loss of like hope. Mm -hmm. and desire to do things in their day-to-day -day lives um and i guess like it, it we don't really know why this is happening right but um do you know what's contributing yeah i mean there's a lot of factors you're still coming out of and specifically with the teens you're coming out of covid so mm -hmm. a lot of people who were which was almost three years ago so they're coming into their senior years now or they're coming into their high school time where mm -hmm. connection and isolation, those are still really big things. All of that virtual um, like classes and stuff, it really takes away from community and connection. Mm -hmm. And I know that people are really struggling with that aspect, but also social media because of COVID. I feel like, you know, TikTok took off and Instagram and all of those different things that were still really prevalent, but it was the only way that they could connect to each other. Right. And so it's created this kind of false sense of reality. Well, I agree. It's like a great resource for different things. I do think that it has big effect on how teen girls view themselves right um and like their expectations of what they're supposed to look like or what they're supposed to do what they're supposed to be interested in and so it is definitely really difficult i think to be a teen right now um you see those memes all the time where it's like when i was 13 this is what i looked like and it's like the what was it the bubblegum like what was the monkey oh uh, um, you know what i'm talking about bubblegum uh, jack whatever uh, it is Paul but Frank yeah or... they're just like in their like little justice outfits and we had like ugly oh, belts yeah. horrible hair we definitely looked 13 um and then kids now they look so much older they're doing their makeup a lot like more contouring and all of highlighter and yeah. wearing push-up bras and all that stuff which was definitely a thing when we were younger yeah. but the I feel like it was different I feel, yeah, I feel like the, the wear and everything was still a lot more geared towards our age range, which now um, girls are definitely feeling pressured to dress a certain way to look a lot older mm -hmm. because of social media, I think. Mm -hmm. um, everyone wants to be an influencer, and uh, there's yeah. a lot of negative... I mean, you're getting paid to live on camera, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but they don't know what that really, really entails. Means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you feel like you're and that's not all, all across the board but i do think it has a huge thing to play in with all of that and then you feel like you're constantly having to meet whatever the viewers expectations are of mm -hmm. you um and wanting the next best thing which again i think is something that most teens struggle with but it's definitely more heightened now for sure yeah um you know what the one thing i think back even I grew up in Old Bridge. It was like a super diverse area. Um, I remember even at certain points when you would apply to college, you had a better chance of getting in because you were used to diversity. Mm -hmm. um, and then we moved over to Manalpin when I was 22. And that area is like very Italian. There's like a lot of Jewish people as well, but a lot more money, I guess, in Old Bridge. Old Bridge is more mixed. So I remember I'm 22. I move over there. I'm trying to make friends at 22 years old, which is like so hard. And, like, my first encounter, I remember every time I'd talk to someone, they'd be like, 
like it was like a hierarchy that I didn't know existed. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hi," like maybe like, "Do you know who this is?" I'm like, "This is mortifying. <laughs> yeah. Being rejected like mm-hmm. every day." And um, even the first day walking my dog in my neighborhood, this girl walks up to me and she's like, "Oh, what kind of dog is that?" And I was like, "Well, she's like a pug and a toy fox terrier." Granted, she passed away. R.I.P. Uh, but she goes, "Well, isn't she a little fat to be a toy fox terrier?" And I'm like. Well, she's mixed with a pug, and aren't you a little fat to me? Like, like, what the heck? That was so mean. Um, But it was just such a different experience. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, like, my cousins went to Manalpa in high school. And I'm like, I can't imagine going through that at such a young age. And, like, it is different in every town. Yeah, and I think especially in every town. It's actually really funny. I was on Alabama TikTok a couple of days ago. Don't know how I got onto it. (laughs) But there were – it was a girl who's in high school, um, and she was getting, like, a get ready with me or something. Mm-hmm. She was putting all this makeup on. She had self-tanner, like, the big hair, you know, what mm-hmm. the hell they do in the South. Um, and she was getting ready for, like, a baton twirling contest or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just so, like, she was talking as if everyone knew what she was talking about. Um, but I was so, like, taken aback by the way that she looked, like – and Dan and I were talking about this actually today, those like cheer competitions or dance competitions mm-hmm. where they over-sexualize kids. Like they're in like little crop tops and the little like short mm-hmm. shorts um, and like crazy hair, hair, full makeup, all of that kind of stuff. Fake teeth sometimes um, too, like pageant kits. Yeah, and all of that culture, I think it's really great in terms of it teaches you discipline mm-hmm. um, and definitely keeps Etiquette. you regimented yeah. as a kid. But um, there is a lot of image that goes into those Mm. specific um like activities and Mm. i I feel like it it has such a negative effect on kids because you have to look perfect or look like an adult Mm. um yeah so yeah i you know what it's just in general i think that people don't realize how much pressure from like every angle you put on like these youth and even just women I feel like a lot of times like I don't realize like the pressure that exists until like I'm trying to date and Mm -hmm. then like you're like but it's just interesting it's just like it everybody's view is so different their experience is different and then um they're gonna push their experience onto you too Mm -hmm. um yeah so I mean high school was fun no no (laughs) I had so much fun no I I was bullied all of high school yeah sure. I wouldn't say high school was fun at all um and then your <laughs> reunions coming up I know and I'm not looking forward to that at all there's actually two I don't know I it's like it's almost I feel like because high school was such a difficult time for me I was still learning yeah like I was having such a hard time at home and I was still learning you know what I wanted to do what I wanted to be in a very restricted way right and um I was like heavily influenced by my parents but also by my friends like I felt like I was living like multiple lives Mm -hmm. um and then I didn't get to focus on going to college or joining sorority or any of those other things that most teens can focus on Mm -hmm. when they're graduating um and so I'm I think I'm just not looking forward to going back to it because it almost makes me like I get that feeling again like I started Mm -hmm. seeing all of my old friends in this chat and I'm like immediately like felt like the pit in my stomach like am I good enough for them am I gonna like are they gonna be impressed by me are they just gonna be like oh like of course you're doing x y and z like whatever 
Um, and it feel it all feels they're being very loving in this chat, and it all feels very not. I guess not sincere on my end, only because... That wasn't your relationship with them. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, I went through a lot right after high school that a lot of them aren't aware of, and that's not their fault, but um, I didn't feel, like, supported or loved by them Mm -hmm. in high school, and then definitely not after high school, so... It's been a really weird, it's been a weird ride for sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember the reunion stuff coming up for me too um, a couple years ago. Uh, and I'm just like reading the comments and I'm like, it's this. It's just frustrating. And I love everybody. And I really, I do want the best for every human being. But like people were not that nice mm-hmm. to me. And like, I think we forget. Doesn't it suck though? Like, cause you're so far removed from it at this point And then. I got that notification and immediately the insecurities come back like immediately and I'm like oh my gosh like what am I like what if I'm not dressed properly for this like I was talking about my hair like I of course I cut all my hair off like I'm gonna have no hair when I go to this thing like stupid things that why do I even care like yeah um but it's still like it makes you I don't know maybe it's like a trauma response because you're bullied my question actually would be is the version of yourself that like because everybody has a version of themselves that they would hide from the world Mm -hmm. and they try to Mm -hmm. like is that version of yourself that age um what do you mean like like it's like the person that like if there were pictures upline Mm -hmm. like uploaded online Mm -hmm. at that time or um people make mentions around that time in your life that's like the part of your life where you were either most insecure or yeah, so usually, like, that's, like, the shadow work stuff that they talk about mm-hmm. that you're, like... Yeah, so I feel like there was a lot of things that contributed to who I was as a person at 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that had to do with, you know, the environment that I was growing up in. But also, I really struggled in high school with my identity. I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we talked about this before, but um, I knew I was mixed. I wasn't quite sure with what, but mm-hmm. I was still having... A hard time connecting with my peers because they were mostly african-american or spanish and i wasn't black enough or spanish enough to really fit in with them mm-hmm. and i was adopted by a white family so all of my peers just viewed me as a white person mm-hmm. and in that community not that it was a bad thing but it definitely you weren't the norm and so then there was an automatic um like assumption of who you were because of how you looked Um, which could go the other way around for sure. But I definitely was not who I wanted to be then. I was really struggling like with what were my interests? How was I going to connect with my peers? What were things that they were doing that I also wanted to do that I knew I couldn't because of how my parents were so like conservative and restrictive. Um, And then I was in a really not great relationship with a guy that, a lot of these people that are in this chat were really close to and probably still are and so I feel like I don't know what he's said about me if anything yeah um and I remember like it was a really bad relationship and so I I don't know I just get nervous like who do they think that I am now you know when people have that like they think they know who you are you know yeah um and I'm so not that person all the time yeah yeah I think sometimes when, um, I don't know, I just think when you're different, people see that and they sense that Mm -hmm. and they just like put these weird like false 
narratives on you like we've talked about it for me like I always get the I'm scary I'm like rageful which is so weird because I'm like really nice you know (laughs) so I'm like okay like at my core for the most part I wish fell for everyone but the other part of like your feelings too makes sense because like you know I had a really toxic ex and I think about all the time like even just going to the certain malls Mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh, my God, what if I run into him here? Because he was, like, a big shopper. So, like, there is a chance I could go to, like, Dave & Buster's. Mm -hmm. Like, he used to go there. Like, you know. And I definitely just think about at the time, like, I didn't make my friends a priority because I was so wrapped up in that relationship. So I probably wasn't the best friend. I also wouldn't say I was nice in high school because I was so, like, I my response to being bullied was to bully back. So Mm -hmm. I know that there are definitely some people that may not like me coming into this reunion because I wasn't really very nice. Um, And I also know that there are things that I did in that relationship that I wouldn't normally have Mm -hmm. done had I not been put in that scenario. And so it just, I don't know, it's such a, I was just not who I am now. And I hate that, that that's the only version that people know. It's a control thing. I want everybody to view me how I want them to view me and not yeah, like at my have core. any other opinion. What about my soul? <laughs> what about my soul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I completely understand that. I think that a lot of times, like, I would love to tell people all the nice things I do mm-hmm. and, like, remind people that, like, take me for granted or, like, don't say thank you like hey do you remember when I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J because I know I could go down for anyone because that's Mm -hmm. just how I am Um, but then I'm like it's not you to have to tell them I feel like I just want to like pretend anyone before Dan doesn't exist like that's not a thing (laughs) Um, if you dated me in high school or if you knew me in high school or we were friends and we're no longer friends now like you don't actually know me you never knew me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like you've grown and evolved into the person you are now, mm-hmm. like after yeah. those stages. <laughs> so talking about Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. um, do you have, I know we've talked about the fact they have ADHD, mm-hmm. do you have any mental health diagnosis? Yeah, so I have ADHD and then I was previously diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I have not been to a psychiatrist or like a traditional therapist in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like if when you get diagnosed, do you get undiagnosed? Like how does that work? But I know that I definitely still have ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more exacerbated now that I'm a mom because everything is overstimulating Mm -hmm. nothing is on my terms right um and I work in a field where you can be as organized as you possibly can but because there's emergencies all the time it's just your days usually don't go how you planned it um and so it it is really hard uh as an adult with ADHD and I'm learning a lot more about my diagnosis and the things that I do and the certain patterns that I have that I didn't know were patterns or were symptoms of ADHD until I really started researching it as an adult. So I feel like I'm relearning my brain still, um, which is great, but also really annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What symptoms do you see in yourself that you found out are symptoms of ADHD? Um, So stimming, which I like 
didn't even know I'm laughing because I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't even know that was a thing. And there are so many like weird quirky things that Alyssa does that doesn't I don't even realize that I do. Like a lot of the tapping stuff. Like, do you lay down on the couch and like do you like hang your arms? Like I do this yeah. thing where I like hang my arm in the air. You should see me at the gym for my stretch. It's... I do like such weird <laughs> shit. I'm like everybody's like, um crazy. weird stuff like that. And then uh we just went over um there are annoying things that I don't even realize that I do. Like my mother-in-law was at my house two weekends ago and they were cleaning out the garage because we're getting ready. Like we've been doing construction <laughs> oh, on our house. And I'm a, I'm a, like, I like to think that I'm an organized person. I can't have clutter like on my desk or in front of me in my direct eyesight, but do not open my closets because they look insane. <laughs> so if I get them out of my eye line, then I assumed that everything's clean and everything's fine. I put things into bags and then put the bags into bags Mm -hmm. and then I forget about them like I don't even remember that they're there um which really annoys my husband (laughs) my mother-in-law was just pulling bag after bag with just like random like one sock a toothbrush a shoe like hair clip uh very expensive sunglasses like stupid stuff like that um and there's like I feel overstimulated a lot i forget to eat a lot i mm-hmm. forget to breathe that's like a weird thing oh my god i'm so glad you brought this up yes i yeah. hold my pee which is horrible um you know all of the bad things that you shouldn't be doing um and then i like i just have a hard i try to organize as much as possible but i feel like my brain is constantly you said this yesterday like there's bees a swarm of bees in my brain just all the time Um, Yeah. And I'm just like like, in the middle trying to like figure out like which direction I'm going in. Mm -hmm. My favorite um, actually thing for my brain is that episode of SpongeBob where he forgets his name. And there's a scene where he's they go inside his brain and it's a bunch of little SpongeBob's. And they're trying to find his name. The brain is oh, on yeah. fire. Aren't they like light? Yeah. Oh. Aren't they like lighting stuff? Yeah, up? like I, like literally everything's on fire. They're running around. They're opening up filing cabinets, like trying to find his name, and they can't find his name. That's my brain all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's always on fire up <laughs> yes. there. Yes, <laughs> that's why it was so funny. Uh, yesterday we had like a little conference, um, and it was about an upcoming event that. Um, Sure to give. Sure to give is running a fundraiser for us, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And we got to sit in their meeting. But initially, before we started talking, you know, they're talking about their meeting. And I'm saying, yeah, like as if I have anything to do <laughs> with that. I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah they're like, this. Barbara needs to get the memo. And Kim's like, mm-hmm, yeah, Barbara. Yeah, what? Barbara, let's run. <laughs> I, like, I don't know who you are, but I'll help you. <laughs> so we're like sitting there and then my brain's like overstimulated. And then you talk and I'm like not ready to talk. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, and Kim's going to. And I'm like, uh, like I don't know what I, to say. You know what's really funny? I sent you that TikTok. Uh, I think it was yesterday of the basement yard. Those guys, I love them. They're so funny. The word association. The word association. We should do that. And every time Frankie says something to him and uh, <laughs> to Joey, he's like cat, and then Joey's like, <laughs> like he can't like think of a word. That's my brain. Like if yeah. I am on the spot, I immediately everything's blank. I can't think of anything. Can't remember anything. Sometimes, too, it's funny. Like, if I'm in a deep thought and then, like, the eye contact changes with someone, Mm -hmm. it's like it flies out the window. And I'm like, I don't know what I was talking about. Or you just immediately start disassociating. (laughs) Like, your brain just decides that that you're done with the conversation and you just zone out. Yeah, so I noticed the first time I've ever, I think, 
like remember disassociating. Mm-hmm. I had jaw surgery and I'm in the back seat of the car and my my dad slips up and says some type of surprise they had at the house for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom's like, oh my God, Larry, like she's right here. Like I wanted, and I like looked at her and she's like, did you hear anything we just said? And I was like, no. She's like, where were you? I was like, I don't know. But like I was sitting there, but I was just like, like off into the abyss and I do it a lot. And I remember even my uh someone recently that i was dating uh had pointed out a lot that i would disassociate while driving too and then Mm -hmm. i noticed recently i'm on my way to work and i don't know what road i'm on i think that might be a normal thing though like you your body remembers where you're going but you i mean it's so dangerous to do yeah i'm Um, like how did i get here but then you don't remember how you got there i think that happens to people a lot i also (laughs) another like weird stim thing like, I will just stare off into space because I'm disassociating. But it's, like, resting my eyes. Like, it makes my eyes feel yeah, good. Yeah, I feel relaxed, even though I think that and I'm not when blinking. I does this. It's so weird. If you ever watch me do it, my eyes do, like, kind of, like, <laughs> lazy out. Wait. <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, we're, like, all over the place right now. But another TikTok. So, have you seen Drew Follow? I love her. I she, love her. I love yeah. her. She's so funny. I wish we, I could, like, just meet her. I know. She's so sweet. I love her. So, she did a podcast for someone else. I can't can't even remember what it is and she was talking about how someone commented on her (laughs) they commented on her video and said like oh my gosh like they were so nice about it like I feel so seen by you I've never seen like a creator with your platform who is also wall-eyed and and she's like what does that mean so she looks it up and basically it's like when your eyes are on the opposite sides of your head and (laughs) and she was like she was mortified she was like I'm not wall-eyed like I love that you love me but I'm not in this category with you. Do not call me. You can um, be, a, but you can be I on do, a wall. But Dan makes fun of me all the time. Like, I do have – I feel like, first of all, everyone has, like, a slight lazy eye. Or maybe yeah. I just want to believe that so that, like, I'm not no, weird. No, they do. It's, there's no symmetry between ears either. Um, But I – like, my eyes will definitely – like drift off i mean they're symmetrical obviously i'm not wall-eyed but they do drift off like to the side i am not wall-eyed <laughs> i'm letting you all know <laughs> um when i'm like not paying or like all if i need to focus on something really quickly like it's too close in my eye line because of my stigmatism like my one eye has such a hard time like following like follow along <laughs> yeah i don't even know like even if i'm sober i think if they did a field eye sobriety test this this eye would <laughs> always taking its time yeah (laughs) that's why i'm wearing glasses today because i'm realizing that it's getting worse you don't want to be wall-eyed i don't want to be wall-eyed i'm just turning into a wall (laughs) (laughs) i'm speaking of bullies too when i was younger the first go-to insult and this is throughout life this is not people that know each other i was a sloth every time or they call me sid the sloth and i'm like Okay, and then this one girl had said it to me, and she looked like the crimson chin, and that's, like, not <laughs> nice to say. So you could call me a sloth, but it's not nice. Personally, I, like, said the sloth. I know. <laughs> Actually, in makeup school, there was this girl that had the, sh- the shape of a fox. Mm-hmm. She's Greek. She, she's Cute. gorgeous. So I, I joked around, and I started calling her Fox. So that mm-hmm. became, like, her name instead of Jan. It was Fox. I don't know. I want someone to make a cool name for me. How come no one? Have you seen? uh, Obviously, I'm on TikTok too much. Hey, Armageddon. But have you seen? Have you seen those TikToks where it's like they type in like their uh, history on their messages, like from their significant other or whatever, and they have yeah, they have like really cute nicknames or like really weird ones, like butt cheek or something like that. 
Um, I have no, no one's nicknamed me. Someone nicknamed me. I know. You know what's Something funny? cool, though. I've never had a good nickname, really. Um, I definitely, my one ex called me, like, poop the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And then he'd be like, did you poop today? And I'm like, like, are these, like, the cute texts I got? Mm-hmm. Like, poop. Yeah. I saw one of those TikToks where the girl, the boyfriend was calling her Gollum, that weird thing from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. And I was like, we would be immediately divorced. Like, okay, that the joke is too far. Yeah. Too far. Um, my my first crush used to call me Splice. And, oh, no. And um, a Gelfling. A, a Gelfling. I don't know what it is, but they're these weird it's like a Star Trek troll thing? Or like creatures a, with pointy oh. ears. And she had blonde bangs. And I used to wear those headpieces, so... Splice is really mean, though. What? Yeah. Like, what? He's like, he would go like this. Have you ever seen uh, Splice? And then I'm like, why? <laughs> and then he would get really awkward because he didn't want to tell me it's because I look like Splice. And then he'd be like, Google it. Google And then I would look at it and I'd see, like, she has big eyes and they're, like, kind of, mm-hmm. they're wall-eyed. <laughs> and, um, and then he's like, yeah, no, I'm not saying. I just was wondering if you've seen it. Like, but that's how he would yeah, infer okay. that mm-hmm. I look like all these. Cre- it was never like you look like this human being. It was you look like this alien. You look like from, this weird alien from yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay. But you know what? I'm like a quiet. I'm a um, specific palette for I me. I think you're beautiful. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think I'm a creature, but it's okay. That's fine. This is a this is a rough episode. I don't, mm-hmm. know, what's I don't know what's happening, but it's okay. Honestly, I think it's going to actually edit very nicely. Um. So, ADHD in adults. Um, <laughs> we both have ADHD. This is this yeah. is the pod you get, guys. Honestly, this is a perfect represent representation mm-hmm. of ADHD in adults. Um, I actually recently had a conversation with my mom after the tea party, mm-hmm. where she admitted that she refused to think anything was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I did get diagnosed ADHD, but I wasn't as bad as my sister had anxiety, so she kind of like. Right. And that was kind of like, I was like, thank you for validating that because Mm -hmm. I know, Mm -hmm. but like, thank you. And a lot of the things you were talking about, I do every day, Mm -hmm. like just like weird stuff. Like, um, I do forget to eat. And Mm -hmm. then lately I've been, I tried to stop smoking cigarettes and I did. I haven't really smoked any in a couple days besides when I randomly take like a drag or something. Mm -hmm. Just telling on herself right now, guys. It's disgusting, though. I actually hate it now. Um, And then I've been going to the gym for over a week, and I noticed at the gym, this is my first spiritual connection there, breathing. Mm -hmm. I don't breathe. Yeah. So now I'm purposely, like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. do I not ever breathe? Because I feel like I'm always in hold breath mode. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like. (sighs) Yeah. Or you know what's the worst is when it's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I have to, like, run to the kitchen because my mouth is so dry because all I've had for the entire day is coffee Mm -hmm. and i'm like gulping down like 12 cups of water and then i wonder why i wake up in the middle of the night because i have to pee all the time Mm -hmm. um it's really my poor body my poor body well that's i it's so annoying i set reminders for myself i do it for the kids too like tallulah's teeth like that alarm goes off all the time and um i will still forget like i'll just turn the alarm off yeah, you're like five more minutes, and then it's yeah, gone. and then it's never five more minutes. It's three days later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I forget to eat, breathe. Uh, you know all so the necessities weird. of surviving. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I had this like reflection while I was eating because I was overstimulated the other day, which was really funny. It was actually you walked in the office last week. I had like the salmon salad, and it was so much texture, and I'm overstimulated, and it smells. 
And so I'm like eating it and I'm just like, oh my God, the food's fooding. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, Kim, like you've been really positive this week. Let's practice gratitude. So I'm like, oh, this food is so nutritious. My yeah. body deserves this food. Mm-hmm. Like, and I literally have to talk to myself through eating. And then I like finally realize I'm like, why does my body suffer because my mind is sick? Like, why do I allow my lungs to suffer because I'm stressed? So I'm right. gonna have another cigarette. Mm-hmm. Why am I gonna um, not eat because my mind's confused? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I need to eat. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna not pee and get a UTI or mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. I just. Yeah, and it's really frustrating. Like, especially with the eating thing because I've like struggled my whole life with food, and I think up until recently like I never wanted to admit that I had like an eating disorder I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. but the way that I eat is definitely not normal I don't have three meals a day I'm not like making sure I hit enough calories or whatever or not that I like you know if there's sweets on the table and I want a cookie I'm gonna eat the cookie like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing stuff like that but I definitely only really eat like one substantial meal a day yeah me too and i don't eat enough when i eat because i immediately feel full which is like another adhd thing um and then is that what that is yeah and then the texture it's like you like there are like comfort foods which i still haven't determined what those are for me like what textures work and what don't because i haven't experimented enough Mm -hmm. um but that's why i love noodles and rice so much which i didn't realize that's why i love it so much but it's because it's it's expected like i know what to expect when i eat it yeah um and so the eating thing is definitely something that i'm really more so working on Mm -hmm. not that i'm underweight or anything i'm i'm perfectly fine i was underweight my whole life but i think it was because i was like tall and growing yeah and and i was i was working out like because i was doing dance and stuff so and i was in track and all that kind of stuff so it's definitely burning way more calories but i feel like i didn't have then i didn't have an eating problem but i did my mom my adopted mom has an eating disorder she has anorexia for sure Mm -hmm. um and we only ate organic clean food we were an ingredient household so like if you wanted a snack you're eating like a slice of bread or, or a slice of cheese or chocolate chips. Yeah, like a slice of cheese. I didn't know that the chocolate chip thing, I was actually offended by that. I buy chocolate chips so that I can eat them as a snack. No. no and like those I are didn't, when you have nothing. I didn't know I didn't know that that was like Get a Hershey's part bar. of the ingredient household. It doesn't hit the same. It needs to be in the freezer or they have to be frozen. It's okay. very weird. But anyway, it's yeah. um but the same thing. Like I it does it's really interesting when it's ADHD combined with being raised by a parent who had an eating disorder, how I view food subconsciously. Like, it's not like I'm consciously going, like, I need to lose weight or, like, this food doesn't taste good or Mm. or whatever. Like, I need to remind myself to eat or anything like that. It's more just, like, uh, this subconscious habit that I've created, this unhealthy eating lifestyle. Yeah, I, with food, have watched too many... Mm-hmm. things um i had a, a environmental science teacher when i was in high school that showed us like all the animal abuse like mm-hmm. PETA videos mm-hmm. um he was trying to convert us all to be like vegan i tried i burnt myself on tofu and i was done mm-hmm. but uh i am weird with pork i'm weird mm-hmm. with um chicken and anything you get from Shoprite. if i think about the fact that it's from Shoprite somewhere in the middle of the meal i'm like immediately mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. this is not how do i even know this is real animal meat like i'm yeah. grossed out like 
and then um then i'll go to whole foods and i'll get stuff and it's really healthy but the textures are different so now i have to like go through yeah that and then part it's healthy it. then it's like it doesn't not that it doesn't yeah. taste great but like i feel like blander yeah it's like you then you have to add i don't know it's i'm like thank god i like hot sauce i used to not mm-hmm. now that i like hot sauce it really does add something to it everything. also wrecks your insides yeah and when i go to the bathroom 18 times a day it like really is not fun yeah so there's so many i mean i've i've been in intensive inner child therapy for a while now um i've talked about it a couple times like with a bunch of people and then i mentioned it on the last podcast and i realized so i i have ibs again undiagnosed but i definitely have it and i have a sensitivity to dairy which i refuse to give up cheese so um but i learned that it's actually maybe i don't have ibs i just have anxiety Mm -hmm. and my trauma response is in my stomach and in my chest because whenever i get nervous immediately my stomach hurts and i feel like i can't breathe so i was working really closely with noah for a while about like where i carry my anxiety which is mostly in my gut and that's why i have such a hard time eating or such a hard time like using the bathroom like a normal person because i'm like constantly in a state of anxiousness um which is really frustrating to try to work through without being medicated because i'm i'm not are you anti-med i'm not anti-med i think there's two things that come into play with it um i get nervous with medications because my family history of having addiction issues Mm -hmm. um and now that i'm with a person who's in long-term recovery not that i'm concerned about daniel and at all like i know that if i were to have a prescribed medication he wouldn't use it um but it is like a subconscious fear that like i would i don't want to be dependent on anything Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing the other thing is that i have adhd so how do you remember to take your meds like i never remember like I've tried so many stupid supplements and like all yeah. this. I have an iron deficiency to add to my list of things. <laughs> um, and I never take iron pills because I always forget. But I know that it makes me feel better when I take my iron pills. And I could, like I said, set reminders, put sticky notes. I, Dan could literally hand it to me and I put it down. I'll take it in five minutes and then I'll forget about it. And then I have like a little pile of my iron pills like yeah. on my desk. <laughs> so um, those are the two things that definitely come into play. And I don't know how to fix that. How do you fix the the addiction aspect of it? It's just a mindset thing. Um, so I think I can definitely overcome that because it'll definitely help my brain more, I think. But the other aspect of, like, how do you remember? Um, like, especially because you have ADHD, the, yeah, bl- like the rubber you... band thing. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't take it off literally until you take your pill or you drink your water or I know, whatever but I just feel like that'll work for the same bit. thing. Like, I feel like that 90-day rule thing, I can never get to the 90 days, you know, where you're supposed to do something consistently yeah, for, 90 for 90 days, days and then it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. I can get to, like, four weeks or two weeks or one week and then, like, it just leaves my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, a hyperfixation on things, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, hobbies and stuff. I'm drawing. First of all, I'm staying up to like two, three in the morning. It take me mm-hmm. like five, six hours, mm-hmm. and I and can't you're just not sleeping. stop. Yeah, and then I'm like getting migraines, and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I tired? Yeah, like love that. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, and it's like amazing, like what I can create. Like I almost sometimes feel like I'm like some freaking like superhuman. Right? Yeah, like as I'm drawing, I'm like, whoa! Like I didn't even try to like mm-hmm. highlight, mm-hmm. and that highlight just highlighted. Yeah. Or you try yeah. something new, and you're immediately good at it. That's my favorite. 
I'm like, yeah. ooh, this is my new thing, and I'm going to start doing this, and blah, 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 blah. And then, again, like two or three weeks later, it's like, oh, I didn't, I can't even remember how to knit. Like, yep, you my, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. My thing that's funny is, like, obviously I was hyper fixated and also addicted to cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I tried to do the gum chewing thing, and I'm in the car, and I'm like, and I'm like, I freaking hate gum. <laughs> like, I hate gum. I just, I've never liked gum people that are just, like, chewing all around me and, like, I don't like mint. ADHD is a fun one. I mean, OCD is a big one in, in my family, too. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's undiagnosed. I believe my grandma's undiagnosed as well, the one that lives with us. And then um, I, for sure, through, like, therapy and stuff, was diagnosed at one mm-hmm. point. And it's um, for me, it's not uh, really ritualistic. I guess in my brain, I do ritualistic things. Mm-hmm. Like, I have certain ways and sets that yeah. I do things. And then, like, I have these weird thoughts. Like, I still lift my feet. But this could be a superstition, too. It could mm-hmm. be not OCD. But I lift my feet when I go over a train track. Mm-hmm. Or, um, But the problem is the perfectionist level that comes with OCD is really freaking hard to keep up with. And mm-hmm. then the, AG, the ADHD kind of self-sabotages. No, procrastination. It's really the reactionary part of ADHD is what I think is most frustrating because something that like shouldn't really affect me affects me in such a great way when I was in um when I was doing therapy really consistently because I haven't been doing it that much now but when I was doing it I definitely was remembering to take those moments and it was really helping um but I do feel like there are still times where I'm just like immediate reaction and then it's like ugh. Why did I do that? Yeah, it's a buildup, though. Mm-hmm. It's not just like that moment that you can't control. It's yeah, like it's so now many I have things. The things. TV's on too loud. The floor is crunchy. There's dishes in the sink. And then you're chewing Dan, a sandwich. Dan asked me like a simple question like, What are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, Why? Do you have something? Because I was planning on doing blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I don't even. I was just asking. Like, I was just asking you a simple question. <laughs> I, I actually adore the way that you guys interact because, like, I think recently I witnessed your, um, mm-hmm. it was like your ADHD and then you were like, can you da 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 and, and he was just so, um, I forget what it was, but it, I remember. You wanted him to move your clothes like from one side oh, to the yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, why? And you're just like, whatever, I'll do it. You know? And then he's just like, okay, ha And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. He just laughed. Yeah. Dan is the most patient person ever. And we were talking about this this past weekend where I always say that Dan has golden retriever energy and I think it's so funny because it's like a trending thing now. Yeah. But he really embodies like a golden retriever. Like that's just him. He's always happy and bouncy and fun and I'm definitely like a cat. Yeah. Um, like I'm very... That goes... <laughs> yeah, like Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. I think it's really crucial when you deal with mental health um, that you have, if you are in a relationship with someone, that your partner really understands how your brain works and mm-hmm. is in full support of you. Not to say that you're allowed to be a bad person because you have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to recognize that there are things that you need to work on and try to f- work those things out so that your partner also feels fully supported. Um, but it does help a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just the understanding in general. I think for me... I don't want to be with anyone that is in 
recovery mm-hmm. ever again but i would like to be with someone that really respects and understands recovery mm-hmm. i don't really even at some points i in my head don't classify myself a person in recovery i feel like it's more so for me i changed my life mm-hmm. like i'm in a complete lifestyle change there's no attachment to the thing that got me into recovery at this mm-hmm. point so yeah. you know um in that way and i don't want to be naive in that either because i'm aware i'm still in recovery it's it's a process, but I'm more on a healing journey than anything else. And I would like to be with someone that just understands enough, like compassion, patience, and experience yeah. of this world. Yeah. I mean, Dan has definitely talked about it before that he wouldn't date someone in recovery. Uh, it was a big thing when we first started dating uh, that he would preach a lot in his smart recovery meetings. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't support other people within your community and there are plenty of relationships that do work out with people to people who are in recovery but it was more so like when you're in your early recovery you only want to focus on yourself and you don't want to take on someone else's baggage right and then usually statistically say if you were to relapse then your partner is more likely to relapse because of that scenario Um, And so those relationships can be really difficult to navigate, but I do think it is hard, maybe not so much for people who are our age now, but Mm -hmm. back when Dan and I first started dating, I was 19. And so I was really open to dating someone who was in recovery because of my experience with my parents. Right. Um, But I know that a lot of my friends definitely thought it was weird that I was dating someone who doesn't drink or doesn't interact with like any drugs or whatever because they were all in high in college so yeah they're living um, their lives yeah they're like doing whatever at college parties and so they thought it was weird that i was with someone that didn't do that because it's not the it wasn't the norm then now it's cool to be in recovery and there are a lot of people who just immediately like you said aren't don't consider them people in recovery but don't use substances like it's just a different lifestyle that they're living um and so and mocktails have gotten so like more elaborate yeah 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 yeah. and i'll drink that balsamic vinegar mixture all day oh not that one no (laughs) that one literally tasted like a salad but (laughs) it was good (laughs) it was weird um but yeah i feel like back then it was definitely something that we needed to navigate together to learn how to and a lot of those people they ended up not being my friends anyway like they sucked um it's Mm -hmm. weird to make people feel uncomfortable for doing something that is like literally life or death for some people um and like it's never drinking or doing drugs i feel like it's never more important than like being happy in your life yeah um and that's not good it doesn't go for people who like are obviously actively in recovery but people who use recreationally not to understand that it could be a real issue for other people has always been odd to me yeah yeah yeah, I, I've run into, like, just, like, weird questions, mm-hmm. weird things. But I've also ran into a lot of people, because I, I do go out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I've run into a lot of people that are, like, full support. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, like, will feed into the fact that, like, I'll pretend that I'm drinking. So, like, I'll pretend I'm drunk sometimes. i be like, oh, ha, ha, silly. Like, meanwhile, I'm not <laughs> drunk. Mm-hmm. It's like a game. And, like, they'll play into it and be like, oh, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, me with your Pepsi, Red Bull, <laughs> Pepsi, Coke, whatever. I'm like, okay. Well, guys, I think uh, that is 
if that tells us anything about <laughs> the ADHD that goes on here, that is good. Um, I want to thank Alyssa so much for coming on today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is a chaotic episode that we'll have a lot of fun to edit, <laughs> but um, we will good stuff. listen back to it. You guys may not hear it. We may need to re. re-, re- <laughs> We'll need to re-record. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> Is that the Grinch? Who did that? was hosted by CFC Loud and Clear 501c3 Nonprofit Foundation. For more resources and information, visit our website at www.healingus.org. We have event calendars on upcoming fundraisers and events such as Rock the Farm Chirpy Festival on September 23rd on Grant Avenue in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. CFC Loud and Clear is a relapse prevention community organization with roots in Monmouth and Ocean County, New Jersey. They offer sober socials, meetings, outreach opportunities, career resource, housing, education to our members and local community. We have been running since 2011 and have since served over 20,000 families in our communities. Our founder, Daniel Regan, has acquired 12 years of recovery in March this year. The foundation himself and his mother, Lynn Regan, created for his recovery, has statured itself in the success rate of 85%, helping members achieve and maintain long-term sobriety, 18-plus months. Since Lynn has retired and is starting projects of her own, Alyssa Regan has stepped into the executive director position and is leading our community in its continued efforts to rebuild lives and connection after addiction. Our 24-hour hotline is 1-833-H-O-P-E-HOPE. That is 
4673. If you or a loved one is in need, please reach out. We have space and curiosity to hear from our listeners. We can also be found on Instagram, TikTok, podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, Samsung, Amazon, and RSS feed, as well as our website. You can find the podcast and more information at www.antidrugsocialclub.com. We are also available on YouTube, Reddit, and have a Facebook group. Like, follow, share, give your input. Thank you so much for your continued support.